HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hi, and welcome to A Taste of the Past. I'm Linda Palaccio, your host here on Heritage Radio Network, and today we're being sponsored by Heritage Foods. And I would like to invite everybody, well, at least in the New York area, to a terrific party on Heritage Radio, uh, celebrating Heritage Radio Network hosts and sponsors, and it's happening this Saturday, September 25th, from 7 p.m. to midnight at Roberta's Restaurant in Bushwick, and that's on Moore Street, 261 Moore. It's $100 a person, and you can call for information at 718-389-0985, sponsored by Heritage Foods. And we're going to have Gabe McCacken cooking great things from a lot of our sponsors, like Edwards Meats, uh, Leaping Waters Farm, and Hearst Ranch, oh, all, just all of our sponsors that you've been listening to over the past several months. And uh, it should be a lot of fun and a true fest. And you can come out and meet us all and tell us what you think of the shows. Um, today, I'm fast-forwarding a little bit to the present and certainly to what we can expect in the future. New York, in particular, has been invaded by upscale food halls. Now, certainly we've had food halls and food courts. Every, every mall has its food court. And, and there have been food halls for a long time. Uh, Boston's always had Faneuil Hall, and, and Grand Central Station has its food hall and, and food court. But now we're seeing um, a trend that's more European, where it's everything under one roof, a marketplace, um, cookware items, and food stalls and restaurants, and these are truly upscale. Just yesterday, uh, Jeffrey Chodoro and Ed Schoenfeld opened um, a food park, um, but that doesn't really have a, you can't really shop for your meal, but it is an upscale food park with lots of food stalls. Um, Todd English opened in the bottom of the Plaza Hotel downstairs. He opened his food hall, which is uh, a fancy food, uh, food hall. It's Probably about 5,500 square feet. Chodros, I think, is about, oh, I don't know, 6,000, uh, 10,000 square feet. But, of course, the grandest of them all has got to be and is Italy. And today, uh, Italy, Italy is a, a 
terrifically huge. It's, um, in fact, it's the largest artisanal Italian food and wine marketplace in the world. And it opened a month ago, a collaboration between Joe Bastianich, Mario Batali, and Lydia Bastianich, the B&B Hospitality Group, and Oscar Farinetti. Oscar Farinetti is the founder of Italy. It actually is a concept excuse me, a concept that first opened in Turin, Italy, in 2007. And having been there, I can tell you this, it is amazing. It is huge. There's everything you can possibly think of, Italian food-wise, under one roof. And I'm really pleased today to be joined by Joe Bastianich, one of the founders and one of the owners. Joe, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, welcome. Uh, I have to say that it is truly, it, it's a celebration of Italian food, if nothing more than that. I mean, if, and it's a lot more than that. And you are incredible. You are all, in fact, you're there right now, if I'm not I am, mistaken. I mean, I'm, I'm fighting my way through to the canned tomatoes. I'm, I'm, I'm battening 80-year-old Italian women from New Jersey out of my way. <laughs> well, and I have to say, every time I'm there, I see you, and you're making the rounds, and round, and around and around. And it is, what is it, 42,000 square feet? Oh. Yeah, it depends on how you count it, like 45,000 square feet. A lot. It's a lot of space. And there are seven, well, tell me a little bit about, first of all, tell me, Joe, um, how long in the works was this project? Well, I, I met Oscar. Oscar and I are partners in a couple of vineyard projects in Piedmont, and um, I got to know Italy and Torino. Um, we talked about doing it in the United States uh, about three years ago, and here we are today with an open Italy. Wow, it is, and it is just, it's been jam-packed since day one, right? Yeah, the, uh, it's been overwhelming. I think uh, it's funny because it's more than a store, and it's more than a place to eat. It's I think a place that people have been making pilgrimages, pil- pilgrimages, pilgrimages, pilgrimages to to uh, celebrate their Italianness. You know, they 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 want to they want to be here. They want to be in it. They want to express their passion, their culture, their heritage of Italianness, and it's just kind of like a. It's almost kind of like an Italian mecca. Well, we have a lot of listeners who are not um, in the New York area, or and also a lot of people who just haven't made the trip over there yet. Can you explain a little bit about the setup and what, what it is? What so it, it's it a market. Is? It's basically a market um, covering all the basic, you know, not so different than the Whole Foods in, in the layout. There's produce and meat and fish and dry goods and sweets and, you know, a little bit of everything. Um, but each department has its own didactic restaurant um, associated with it. So in the vegetable department, there's a vegetarian restaurant, mostly vegan. Um, in the fish department, there's a fish restaurant, pizza, pasta. There's a one more formal restaurant. It's a steakhouse called Manzo, which is the only restaurant that kind of takes reservations where you can have a proper three- or four-course meal. Um, there are two coffee bars, Lavazza and Garniano. There's a, a panino bar, uh, a rosticeria. So there's uh, multiple ways to, uh, to interact and eat here. I think the most important thing is when you come here, whether you're shopping or you're here to dine, you become hungry. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and you want to eat. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's the wonderful thing about it is that you can I was there, you know, one day right after it opened and just sort of got the lay of the land and thinking, hmm, it's very crowded, but yet I could go to the produce and the meat aisle and I was able to pick up food for two two meals. And yeah. and that was very at I have to say at reasonable cost. I was afraid everything was going to be too expensive and it yeah, was no, not. We're, we're we're line price 10% under Whole Foods. I uh-huh. mean, we we want to be a place where people shop and uh, I, I think that to describe this as a food food hall is to do it an injustice. I mean, it truly is a marketplace. Yes. 
Um, a majority of our revenue is generated by people shopping, buying bread, prosciutto, olive oil, produce, fish to cook at home. Um, the restaurant component is very strong, and that's where we come from as a restaurant background. So I think a lot of people associate restaurants with if me, Mario, and Lydia are involved, and that's certainly been tremendous. But it is a marketplace, and you know our motto is we, we make what we sell, we sell what we make. Well, I, I think that um, it's, it's very interesting. You had predicted that it will become, I'm, and I'm quoting you, you said, it will become a one-must-stop food destination. Um, what you, and this is, I mean, since it is strictly Italian food, I think, I think you're right. Um, how many people, I think Oscar Ferranetti said in the first six months in Turin that about one and a half million people passed through the doors. Now, I've got to say, having been there a few times already, and it's I been have, jam- I haven't done the math yet. I know that on Saturdays we're doing upwards of 12,000 unique visitors. A day, twelve thousand a day. That is yeah. that's amazing. That I, well, I have not eaten at one of the restaurants yet because it is so crowded. Um, but they all look wonderful and and very inviting. Um, anything you can say that perhaps is a, a you know a, a not I don't want to say a problem point, but um, anything you can do about crowd control restaurant. Well, I think it's kind of steadying out. You know, I think in the beginning you had just like a lot of people who just wanted to be here and walk through it. I think the crowds are thinner. The people who are here are here for the specific experience, and it's a lot more navigable now than it was two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, we're getting better at what we do, you know, keeping the shelves full, keeping the lines in check, getting people in and out in a very efficient way. And, um, you know, the, the, it continues to, uh, to evolve. Well, certainly, I mean, you guys know what you're doing. Um, how many, you've got so many restaurants. How many restaurants do you have under your umbrella of B&B? I think we're quite close to 25 restaurants. 25 restaurants. All right. So uh, this is something that you know, I'm sure you're going to work out and you know how to handle this. I, I know that I was reading some background on Oscar Ferranetti, um, the uh, originator of Italy, if you want. Yep. And he said there's no reason why large marketplaces like this can't be kind of imprinted and, and transplanted in other areas. And obviously he's... He's proven that. There's one in Japan as well. Is that true? There's a smaller version in Japan. Yeah, this is there's nothing on the scale of this. There they did. It's it's, uh, it's a different kind of market there. I'm not really involved in the Japan ones. I don't understand, but I but I understand they're more restaurant driven and smaller versions. Uh huh. Well, um, he likened the megastore and its reprodu- reproducibility to IKEA. And uh, in saying that it could be transparent. Yeah, he's, he's not lacking in ambition. Like I that. guess not. <laughs> uh, do you, as the B&B um, Hospitality Group, do you and Mario and your mother have any uh, plans to reproduce this anyplace else in the United States? I think that it would certainly, uh, places like L.A. and uh, Chicago, and it would certainly thrive. But um, we're just focusing on this for now and, you know, just basking in the, it's, so, it's just so much fun. It's a great place. I look forward to coming here every day. I love it. Well, and and uh, that's, I think it's um, kudos to you, I mean, that you are there every day walking around. It's, that's, you didn't just conceive this idea and, and fund it and put it together and then leave it. I mean, you are there, hands-on, and I think that's, that's really a, you know, a very important aspect of the business, and that's going to make it work for sure. Um, we have your mother joining us in a little while to talk more specifically about some of the food Great. in the restaurant. And, uh, tell her I said hi. <laughs> we'll t- I will tell her that. Um, and I just I know that um, I had a couple of questions. Now, I know Pat Lafreda is your beef 
um, supplier as well as tell me the Italian um, Randazzo beef and who well, is it's called Randazzo Piemontese. It's a specific breed of uh, of beef that we get uh, grown for us in Wyoming. And and Pat is more than a supplier; he's truly a partner in beef and, and everything. Is, uh-huh. we, and, every, and everything we do, you know, yeah, Pat, yeah. Pat's the, is a colleague. Mm-hmm. And then in the pasta station, you've got. Uh, a, a pasta maker from Torino. That yeah, yeah, Michele is very, uh, three generations of pasta making, uh, uh, really amazing stuff. The fresh pasta here is tremendous. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the fresh fish is overseen by one of your chefs, your executive chefs, Dave Pasternak, who in his own right is quite a celebrity, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, uh, and it's an amazing. I mean, the seafood restaurants, maybe the fish counter is truly amazing. I think it's one of the things that's been the slowest to take off. I think once New York realizes what kind of fish that we have here and the level of, of the product, um, it, it will be a, a booming fish counter. Oh, that's terrific. Well, I mean, it, I was, and I was impressed with it. Well, of course, the gelato station and then the yeah. coffee bar and the coffee right. station. But um, the retail items that are offered, it's uh, really quite amazing. You have a, and the pastas. Oh, the pasta line. Everyone raves about the pastas um, that you can buy to take home. The largest the, selection of dry pastas in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, in addition to that, um, you're doing demonstrations and, and, and a cooking school, if you will. Yes, right? as well, yep. yep. That's great. So people can, I'm sure that, it, that tourists, as well as New Yorkers, will continue mobbing the place because it's, a, it's just an exciting venue to, to see all this Italian food under one roof and really be a, and make it very accessible, as you said. And, yeah, that's the goal. You know, it's really about... Uh, you know, a place to come and pass a couple of hours, or have a meal, or you know, we want to, we want to, we want to be that place. Well, terrific. Well, I look forward to eating there one of these. We'll look forward to having you, <laughs> and let, I look forward to seeing you, you again. I will. I'll cut, I you, will I'll cut you on the line. Okay, terrific. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, we'll be on the line with your mother, Lydia Bastianich, to talk about some of the food at Italy.
Hi, and welcome back to A Taste of the Past, which today I think we should change our name and be called A Taste of the Future. We've been talking about the advent of upscale food halls or food marketplaces, if you will. And um, in New York City, there we've had three major openings of huge places in just in the past couple of months. Todd English's uh, Plaza Food Hall. Uh, Ed Schoenfeld and Jeffrey Chodoro's Food Park, and of course, the biggie granddaddy grandest of them all, Italy by the B&B Hospitality Group, Mario Batali, Joe Bastianich, and Lydia Bastianich. And we have on the phone with us, Lydia. Are you there, Lydia? Yes, I am. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I just don't know when you have a chance to come up for air. That's (laughs) with everything you're involved in. Um, I'm reading strong and deep breaths, as they say. Oh, good. Well, I mean, Lydia, you need no introduction, but I'm going to I'm going to give a little bit anyway. As we all know, you are one of television's best loved chefs, <laughs> and of course, a best selling cookbook author and a restaurateur. And of course, sometime in there, you you found time to have two wonderful children and a lots of grandchildren, and you've just I, written a children's I, story, right? Yes, yes. Uh, in October, we're releasing Noni Tells Me a Story, and it's, uh, uh, you know, it's something that I do uh, normally. You know, when my grandkids come over, uh, at the end, you know, we eat. That's what we do. We cook, we eat, and then we pile up in bed, and it's Nona Tell Me a Story time. Tell me when you were a little girl. Uh-huh. And they seem to love that over and over. But this one particularly is about the Christmas uh, tree as a little girl, and the one that I made, it was quite different. It was, you know, we, we didn't have a big tree. We had juniper bush, and we decorated it all with kind of natural things. We had apples, little apples, oranges, tangerines. We baked cookies. We fried cookies, uh, uh, dried figs, and all that decorated the, 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 uh, the tree. So so I think the this, this story is quite, you know, it's, it's a real story. It's a story of, uh, for my grandchildren. I want to share it with everybody, and, and it is so apropos on uh, what's on everybody's mind today, and the concern about the world that we live in, and maybe maybe uh, the, 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 the frivolous element that we deem necessary where we could be really living and using uh, in... in being in symphony with nature. I think that, well, and that's that's very true, and I'm sure it's a book that's going to be every, on everyone's list for Christmas this year. And it's interesting because you do bring up a topic of sustainability, and that's something I, I, I talked with Joe just a little while ago about Italy and, and the planning for it. And I know um, you and, and the partners at the B&B Hospitality Group, you're all very concerned about sustainability in your restaurants and certainly here at the new Italy as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, I mean, you know, everything that we go forward with is how can it be sustainable? How how could it be in harmony? Uh, and the reality is that that's the real way to live. You know, I mean, uh, you eat uh, seasonal, you eat local, you eat the whole animal, not just the chicken breast. What do you do with the rest of the chicken? So do we make ravioli? Do we make uh, uh, lasagna with, with the legs? And all these kind of things we really implement. Uh, first of all, we teach our staff and ultimately... Uh, we, we, we have it for our customers to enjoy, and hopefully uh, through our books, to our store, they'll go home and do the same. Well, um, certainly and once some, so many of these wonderful recipes can be found in your book, Lydia Cooks from the Heart of Italy and Lydia's Italy. Um, but you also have been giving demonstrations at Italy from, oh, but I, haven't, I haven't been there to see it, but you are going to be doing that as well, right? Right, right. There's La Scuola, the school, and I'm, I'm the dean of the school. I love it. I love education. You know, it's... Uh, 
uh, you accumulate a lot of knowledge and it comes a time where you want to share and mentor. And uh, we're going to begin, actually, uh, the, the schedule just went out. And uh, October, November will begin light because, uh, you know, we have so many things going there. Uh, but then we really want to go strong in the next year, in 2011. That's that's terrific. Um, I think we may have just lost Lydia on the line. Are we? Are you Lydia? No, there? Oh, okay, you're there. I'm Good. <laughs> it went. It, it went silent. I wasn't sure. Um, I know that one of the um, what is there any particular region that the food follows at Italy, or do you try to reach all different regions of Italy? All the regions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think our Italian partner, partners are from Piemonte. From Piemonte, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. <coughs> oh, something just went. We are from Julia, which is the other. You hear me? Yes. Okay. The other end. And uh, the specialty there is actually every month we'll have another region. Hmm. We started in Julia, and uh, we will be featuring the foods, uh, the recipes, the products of those regions. I, and I noticed that one of the most popular um, recipes that people have been writing about and, and clamoring for um, is at the fish restaurant, and that's the packery with seafood. Is this in this one of your recipes? Uh, actually, you know, uh, it, it is a collaboration. Uh, Mario Batali uh, uh, worked a lot on those menus, but uh, I think um, the, the, the yes, it is uh, my recipe, which uh, then Mario Batali and David Pasternak kind of uh, set it up, and yes, it is. Uh, it's, uh, the packet is itself, it's, uh, it's a dry pasta, which is wonderful. You know, it's kind of those floppy, big rigatoni. Uh, yeah, like, a giant, know, like a rigatoni on hormones. It's a giant right, on steroids. That's <laughs> such a great mouthfeel. You know, everybody kind of uh, uh, um, taste and smell. And, you know, us Italians, the mouthfeel is very important. The yeah. other name, does it? bite. How, how, how do you bite it? How, what feeling? So the pocket is certainly have that mouthfeel sensation. Cooked al dente, for sure, yes, to, to the mouthfeel, as you say. And it's just loaded with, with seafood, which is all available there at the market. Scallops and shrimp and mussels and clams. It just sounds wonderful. Garlic and oil, great, simple, with a little pepperoncino to give it that kind of zest, a touch of tomatoes, and all that fresh, briny fish. Oh, wonderful. And, you know, it's interesting. I, what I love about the recipe, and often about many of your recipes, they're really approachable for any cook. They're not terribly difficult. Um, you know, uh, I, I mean, I really uh, want to talk a little bit about that. When I first uh, was asked to write my cookbook in 1990, the first cookbook, so here I was, you know, I was a chef. By then, you know, Felidia was really uh, on, uh, just just open. It was all over the press. And I said, okay, I'm writing. I, I can't tell, I, I can't write about what, how much I know or how good I am. I have to write so that they can capture this at home. And I made a decision there and then that, you know, uh, uh, I really need to communicate the simple straightforward uh, that the Italian cuisine is. And people are appreciated and they're connecting. So that's that's the connectability right there. Mm, yes, that's great. Um, and, and that's why people love, I think, watching you on television, watching your shows, because uh, they 
I mean, they can see themselves cooking these meals, and you can you can actually almost smell it as you're cooking it. I mean, you can yeah. it just looks it all looks so inviting and so um, family oriented as well. Well, it is all about the family. That's that's what I am. I think that's what the Italian culture is. You know, if you don't have a kitchen and a table and everybody gathers there periodically, uh, you know, it, it was every day, but uh, we'll take a few days. Uh, then it's not an Italian family, if you will. But, yes, these recipes that they wash, the simplicity of it, I, you know, they tell me, they said, listen, Lydia, I can watch you, and yes, the recipe and all that, but sometimes I can just gather the ingredients and make it happen in my kitchen. And that's wonderful. I love to hear that, that I am sort of the facilitator of these experiences for them. Right. And, you know, in the philosophy, from my take on Italian cuisine, it's really all about the ingredients, the freshest ingredients, the best quality fish or meat you can get. And certainly now Italy is playing up to this. Yeah, it's about the season, uh, it's about uh, the product, the producer, the consciousness of the, of the land, of the, what we feel, feed our animals, the, you know, the, the pesticides, it's all that, it's, it's a sort of, uh, you know, being close, because the earth is the source to our well-being, and we seem to forget that at times, so it is. Uh, eating season, fine locally, you know, why do you want to fly something from across the world? Uh, think about uh, all the expenses. And then it's not as fresh as you would whatever is in season in, uh, in your neighborhood. That's right. Well, I see that you're coming out with a new line of cookware as well called Lydia's Kitchen. Uh, when can we expect to see that? Yes, it's going to be October 24th on QVC, actually, I think from 7 to 8 p.m., um, Lydia's cookware, Lydia's kitchen, it's, it's her exclusive line of cookware with her daughter, Tanya, and that will be available on October 24th. It was a pleasure having Lydia join us on the phone. Thank you, Lydia, for, for sharing with us. And we look forward to more great things at Italy and, of course, more great things coming from Lydia, I'm sure. Um, you can always find out more about what's happening with Lydia and her products at lydiasitaly.com. And, of course, we've been talking about Italy and that's eat. It's like as in eat in Italy, Italy. And that's in New York City that um, has just opened on 24th and 5th Avenue. Um, an acre of Italian products and restaurants um, and fresh produce and fresh meats and fish. And it is something that is, I think, a wave of the future that, as Joe said, we can expect to see more of. And certainly, I think some of the other people who've opened these large food halls would agree that it is um, an advent of, of a new way of shopping and eating and cooking and being more in touch with our food. And um, it's funny, I was riding the train up yesterday with um, the, restaurant re- cri- the restaurant critic, Alan Richmond, and he was on his way to Italy. And so we were talking about it, and I said, well, it's always, it's really pretty crowded, but it's fabulous, and it's so bright and cheerful. I said, why do you think all of a sudden we have these large food halls and these large food markets? What is it? And I said, they're, they're you know, kind of chaotic, and he said, that's why we have them. New Yorkers love chaos. Well, I don't, as a New Yorker, I don't love chaos, but certainly the city thrives on it because we have, we have a lot of people. And these are certainly ways to feed a lot of people and, and have a lot of people enjoy wonderful food all under one roof. So I'm excited and hope that we can see more of this coming in the future and hope that you will join me again on our next exploration into culinary history on A Taste of the Past. I'm Linda Palaccio. 